Join me on the Baywatch Babes Beach for a bit of hot body spotting as we head down to Santa Monica, Los Angeles, California. Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge and this is Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. My travel reviews and recommendations based on the first-hand experiences I gain from the up to two to three times a month I travel all over the world. To find out more, you can visit the website at tipsfortravellers.com or mytravelreviews.com where you'll find links, show notes, how to subscribe, individual episodes and many photo and video galleries. It's now time for this episode of Tips for Travellers. Around 30 minutes drive from Los Angeles LAX airport, it's easy to think of the city of Santa Monica as just part of the massive, sprawling Los Angeles metropolis. And I guess that just 30 minutes drive from the airport, with the reputation of the terrible and slow traffic in the city, that does make Santa Monica almost obscenely close by. It is, of course, hard to really tell where Los Angeles ends, and the various cities and areas that surround it start and end. Or those you sweep down the very wide, very clean and very scrubbed Santa Monica boulevards, you do feel you've stepped out of the gritty and real world that is Los Angeles into a slightly sanitised world, large parts of which feel like a backlot in a movie theme park. And maybe that's because the streets and shops have been in a multitude of films and TV shows, including the world-famous and one of the most watched TV series of all time, Baywatch. Or maybe it's just because they just quite simply look like they are all temporary and have been created to, well, create a look of gentrified but trendy and funky emerging town. Populated by young, slim and the up-and-coming starlets. Or certainly aspiring starlets. You have to say that Santa Monica is neat and very tidy and very clean. Its wide streets are so clean they look scrubbed. Its grass verges so neat they look like somebody's trimmed them lovingly with a small pair of nail scissors. And even the Art Deco statue looming over the beachfront at the intersection of Ocean and Wiltshire Boulevards is still dazzlingly white with not a sign of graffiti. All this makes the sight of so many down-and-outs hobos and bag ladies lying sleeping on the manicured lawns running along Ocean Boulevard that runs high above the beach just that bit more disturbing. They feel like they've almost been transported from a sleazier part of town to remind you that you still are actually in the real world and not just on a film set. They also, to be honest, make you feel a bit uncertain and a bit unsafe. The fact that there are also quite a fair few lost souls standing dotted around outside the trendy new restaurants and designer shops, all rambling on to themselves quite incoherently, it also gives the city a, a slightly disturbing edge like something's not quite all right but saying this santa monica is a great place after all although it just feels a bit too manufactured the beaches are vast the beaches are sprawling and the huge tract of beach that runs between a once again neat and well-maintained path chock full of good-looking rollerblader cyclists and walkers and the sea which itself also looks so clean and seems to behave incredibly well with not too little or too much surf. 
There is an old-fashioned style pier with the fun fair and rides between the two main tracks of beach, and the sunsets are spectacular. They really are spectacular. Possibly due from the fog from Los Angeles. But anyway, the views are great, especially at sundown time. If you stand up on Ocean Drive, that's the top of the cliff looming over the beach, and look out across the bay, it just looks spectacular. And in fact, if you want to visit the site at Tips of Travelers or MyTravelReviews.com and click on the photo galleries for Santa Monica, you'll just see some of the absolutely amazing sunsets. The city has developed a pedestrian area of a series of roads, a few back parallel to the sea roads, and they're chock full of designer stores, ranging from Sephora through Abercrombie & Fitch to a dazzling new Apple store. There's a very large amount of trendy restaurants, all full of trendy young things, that strangely seem to have the money to blow on the fairly high prices of drinks and food, which is really quite annoying, because I'm sure when I was that young, I never quite had that amount of money. This is a city of money. That, that is absolutely clear. So just what is there to do in Santa Monica? Here are my tips for travellers visiting Santa Monica. Well, tip number one, go for the beach scene. Don't go for the culture. And if you get bored of the beach, well you'll get very bored here. There's no real culture, there's fairly good shopping and a lot of restaurants, but the beach is really the thing. And as I mentioned earlier in the opening, it's a huge, big, wide, clean beach. So if you go to Santa Monica, the second tip is stay near the beach. Check out on something like tripadvisor.com to find the right hotel for you. Remember, I've recommended tips at tripadvisor.com quite a few times it's a great place to go if you're looking for hotels you can find the hotel that's right for you and you can also see up-to-date reviews and also photographs from travelers which is always better than the official pamphlet or brochure type pictures and there's some very good hotels top rated hotels include the ambrose hotel the hotel oceana the holiday inn the georgian hotel which is a spectacular looking art deco hotel which i really like to stay in or the Fairmont Miramar Hotel, which is the one that I stayed at, and I'll talk about it a little bit later. It's it's quite corporate and and kind of not probably the place you want to go if you're staying there um, on a vacation, but it's a it's a pretty good hotel. Anyway, on, on both my blog that goes with this podcast or on TripAdvisor, you'll find a list of the main hotels. My third tip is, if you're considering visiting the area for a while, use Santa Monica as a base for a much broader Los Angeles trip. There's not a lot to do that's going to keep you busy in Santa Monica, but there's a lot that you can do in Los Angeles. And there are very good connections all the way down to Long Beach, where you can go and have a look at things like the Queen Mary, which has the subject of another podcast. You can get to Hollywood fairly easily. You can get to the theme parks. But it has the advantage of being it's pretty, and it's a very quiet place, surprisingly so. And so it's a great place to have as a base. And as I mentioned in the opening, it's very handy for LAX Airport. So what actually, if you decide you want to visit Santa Monica, is there to do? Well, if you need culture, pretty much the only place, and Santa Monicans will hate me for saying this, but pretty much the only place for culture is the Bergamont Art Station. I have links to that in the show notes, which is on the blog. But let me tell you a little bit about Bergamont. Bergamont Station is an art center, and it used to be an historic train station. It's been transformed into what they describe as a dynamic and lively arts complex, which is unique in Los Angeles. It has 33 galleries, 10 shops, a cafe, and different entertainment companies, and a couple of charity organizations there. So this is really the center for art. They, If you visit the site, you'll find all sorts of kind of um, stuff going on, whether it's auctions or 
whatever, but it's the Santa Monica Museum of Art at the Bergamont Station. That is your your um, main bit of culture, and it's at 2525 Michigan Avenue. So that's what you want to do if you want culture. If you need entertainment, well, there's about 20 movie screens in the center of town, but there's also the very fun Santa Monica Pier. Now, the Santa Monica Pier is one of those kind of old-fashioned style piers that you get in the places like the UK, the very old traditional piers. And you can visit the site at santamonicapier.org. Again, links on the show notes. And on the pier, you have the Playland Arcade, which is a game arcade full of all the kind of things you expect. And I put a link to that website there. There's also the Carousel, which is a um, actually historical landmark building, and it's got a vintage merry-go-round. And there is also um, the actual amusement park, which has things like a roller coaster and Ferris wheels and that kind of stuff. And there's actually also the Santa Monica Pier Aquarium, which is a community program part of Heal the Bay. And that's also pretty interesting and worth um, worth checking out. So, so in terms of the um, aquarium, <clears throat> which is worth checking out, it's, as I mentioned, part of the Heal of the Bay complex and it's a marine science aquarium it's located at beach level just below the carousel at the santa monica pier and it's particularly popular with school groups kids and families and um, it has hollow exhibits including interactive displays um, tanks filled with all sorts of animals found in tide pools and all the usual kind of stuff that you'd expect to see at, at an aquarium they have um, they see about 20,000 students a year and about 50,000 visitors so it's a pretty popular um, museum um, and aquarium all in all so that's something to do that'll keep you busy and it's quite buzzy and busy at night if you like shopping it's really all around the third street promenade the third street promenade which is a great pedestrianized area you'll see lots of pictures on my uh, photo galleries if you visit the site at tips for travelers or mytravelreviews.com and basically on the third street promenade there's all the designer shops you want there's a few people busking playing sort of stuff there's great dining there and there's an official site for that which is the thirdstreetpromenade.com so www.thirdstreetpromenade.com pretty good for shopping it has relatively small versions of the big designer stores but enough to keep you busy the other thing to do if you're down there is visit muscle beach the very very famous muscle beach you've got to visit it weightlifters are still there they're still pumping their iron it's an outdoor gym and it goes right back to the 1930s and 1940s and 1950s and particularly there people just gather watching men and women kind of working out and you still can can do that there and it's uh, you just stroll up there have a look and basically get bored of watching big men push weights but you've got to do it it's an absolute must that's that's muscle, muscle bay that'll keep you busy for a short while now tip number eight the Pilates Park, if that's how you pronounce it, the Pilates, Pilates, P-A-L-I-S-A-D-E-S Park, it runs between Ocean Drive and the beach, and you actually recognize this park from Baywatch, um, as you will, of course, the, the, the beaches. It used to feature quite a lot of that, and I've given you a link to the santamonica.org site where it talks a little bit about the different parks they've got. There is a visitor center kiosk there, um, some picnic areas, there's benches, there's rose garden, pagodas, and sort of a, a, a beacon outlook, shuffleboards, and all sorts of bits and pieces around there. And so it's the sort of area where people strut up and down, rollerblade, and that kind of stuff. And my final tip, which is tip number, time, tip 
number nine is if you are planning to visit Santa Monica, it's probably best if you're not using it as a center of a bigger trip to Los Angeles to consider really a place to go for a long weekend. We spend four days or something like that or three days just sort of enjoying the beaches, enjoying strolling around, having a bit of people watching, doing a bit of shopping, eating some good food and basically just sort of having fun. So that's Santa Monica in Los Angeles, and I'd also recommend you perhaps take a listen to the Queen Mary podcast, which was an early podcast, uh, which is about the Queen Mary, which is located at Long Beach. And coming a little bit later in the year, I'll be doing a full podcast on Los Angeles. You've been listening to Tips for Travelers, the global travel destination podcast with Gary Bembridge. To find out more, visit the Tips for Travelers website at tipsfortravelers.com. That's all one word and spelt the UK way with two L's. That's tipsfortravelers.com or mytravelreviews.com. There you'll find contact details, links, and much, much more. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, search on iTunes or Yahoo Podcasts for Tips for Travelers.